Hey everyone, Jock Packard here, Executive Director of Springtide Research Institute. This is going to be season three of the Voices of Young People podcast, and this is our most innovative and unique season that we've had so far. And I'm really, really excited about it. Uh, I can't wait to I can't wait to share with you exactly why it's the most innovative and unique. But in order to do that, I want to bring on Marta Abawaji, our community engagement specialist. Marta was a producer for this season and, and for all seasons of our podcast, but in this one had a, a really uh, particular role to play in terms of bringing this together. Welcome, Marta. Thank you for being here. Hello, of course. Delighted to be. So, um, Marta, before, I, I want to ask you some questions about the content of this. So give our listeners some taste of what they're going to hear about. But um, maybe we can start off by just talking a little bit about the format and why it's why it's so important and and interesting and useful to bring to bring to the season three of this podcast. Yeah, we had ten different young people uh, for this season. They're between ages sixteen and twenty five, and they all have a particular faith or worldview lens that we wanted them to be able to speak to in an unfiltered way, meaning that it's not um, a conversation or an interview, it's really just the young person's ideas and identities when it comes to their um, religious or faith perspective, just being shared from their own voice and vantage point. I, and I love that. I mean, I remember when we were first talking about this idea that you know, our goal for this would be to really make it, you know, give people who work in ministry in some sort of, you know, capacity, whether it's professional or lay, whether it's Christian or Jewish or Muslim, or it's at a camp or on a campus or whatever, just the ability to hear a wide range of voices directly from young people without sort of, um, to use a big, you know, fancy term, without an interlocutor, you know, no, like you said, no interviewer, um, just, just some questions to respond to some thoughts or ideas. And so as you're doing these, Marta, like what, you know, and we look ahead to the 10 episodes that are to come, what should they be, what should listeners be on the lookout for? What was the most compelling to you about, about these episodes? It was so fun to record these because I got to have that first listener, um, vantage point to hear the breadth of experiences and identities of young people all throughout the United States who many ascribe to a particular faith tradition, and many don't. Many consider themselves spiritually fluid. Um, I heard that term shared from a couple young people, I think from Jasmine, from Matthew. They um, might not have a easy label, an easy checkbox for their religious perspective, but they definitely had um, practices and ways that their spiritual um, lives were were lived out, were embodied. It wasn't just I'm religious or I'm not. End of story. Right. There was there was so much more nuance, and that was really fascinating to capture and hear. Now the ten episodes in conversation with each other, along with that breadth, there was still a lot of commonality. Uh, there are so many diverse experiences from young people when it comes to religion and faith and spirituality. But there's still some real lessons I think we can take from all 10 voices. And one really gets at the heart of what a mentor or a trusted adult who's had a positive impact on these young people, what is a defining characteristic. Every episode, young people described 
who has shaped their worldview, who has had a big influence on their spiritual journey. And over and over again, that person was described as someone who was really non-judgmental and who listened well to them. Um, and that, that really came unprompted. It was so interesting that almost every voice had that type of description. Well, I think that that's really crucial when we think about, you know, who, who primarily is listening to the Voices of Young People podcast for, for them to be able to, you know, for these people who work with young folks to be able to understand those two points that, you know, number one, that, that there's a variety of experiences captured amongst the group of people that you're likely working with. And that, you know, this is not, maybe more so now than ever, this is not a one size fits all world. Um, right. And so we shouldn't be making assumptions based on one piece of information about the rest of somebody's spiritual religious life. Um, and that other point that you bring up, that's so critical, Marta, that it's, I would love if nothing, if nothing else, if you walk away from these 10 episodes, understanding what non-judgmentalism looks like, it doesn't mean that you're condoning, you know, every action that a young person takes. Um, I think that's one of the big misconceptions out there, but that it's, it, but it does mean that you're willing to sit there and listen, right? That you're willing to, un, you know, listen to understand first, um, what's going on in someone's life, which is which is super critical for a mentor. Yeah, that listen to understand first. I, I feel like I heard each young person articulate that in a different way with their own vignette or their own example of a relationship that's been so influential in their life. It's because they felt like they could bring their authentic selves, their questions um, about the world to a place that was gonna be safe um, for them to work their ideas out um, with someone who wasn't going to approach them with condemnation, but was going to approach them from a place of, of love and respect. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, this whole season um, is in support of the State of Religion and Young People 2020 report, which focuses on relational authority. Um, this is our, at Springtide, this is our sort of flagship thing that we do every year. And this is the first one to, to sort of sum up what is going on in the faith and spiritual, you know, the religious lives of 13 to 25 year olds. And one of the things that we really try to get across in that report is that these, these sort of, the, the categories that we primarily use to organize young people's religious lives in our heads of affiliated versus unaffiliated just don't mean what they used to mean anymore. That that they, you know, just because somebody's affiliated doesn't mean, I mean, what was the stat? I can't remember exactly the number off the top of my head, but it's something like half of young people who are affiliated don't trust religious organizations and institutions. Yeah. But like there's contradiction built into both of these categories. And just because somebody's unaffiliated, it doesn't mean that they don't pray or they don't read scripture or they don't believe in God. How did you, you know, I'm, I'm, I know you saw this present in the, in, in this season too, but maybe you could just share some of the highlights there of like where these categories just, these old categories just fall apart and where we really need to start focusing on these behaviors, beliefs, and identities model. Yeah, for young people who didn't always have a religious identity, like there's a young person who identifies as atheist, Kellen. His episode, he still has practices that are really important to him to cultivate um, mm. that are about um, community service and about making an impact um, for social good through activism and through contributing to his own community through different local initiatives and, and really trying to be a global citizen as well. Some of his examples are, are outside the U.S. He, he cares about 
practices. He cares about cultivating um, the social good, but he doesn't do it from a faith background that's compelling him to act in that way. Similarly, we had people who really identify with a strong faith tradition. You know, they say, I'm sick, or I'm Muslim, or I'm Christian, or I'm a Reformed Jew, and these are the practices I do. Sometimes there are practices instituted by their faith system, and sometimes it was just, no, I feel really good when I meditate before a baseball game, like Austin. Right. It's not um, always something that's prescribed by a religious entity, but it's still something these young people see as really valuable. And I hope that our listeners hear all of those things really through this, this almost, you know, the hashtag that you have been so smart to, I think, you know, try and try and rally around on social, which is show up for young people. I would, I would hope that our listeners would hear these as opportunities to show up for more young people than they might've otherwise thought would be open, you know, to their presence. So you, you know, you, re you reference the young person who's interested in community service, but maybe not from a faith-based background. Well, that's a point of commonality. Like you can show up for that person. You can do ministry with that person and for that person, for that young person together. They're not going to, you know, it, it is not just the case. It is not necessarily the case that just because they don't claim that identity, that they're going to reject your presence. And yeah. I think that's a really important thing for, uh, you know, professionals and adults and others who work in ministry settings to understand. Um, because there's, a, there's just a bigger playing field out there once we get rid of those affiliated and unaffiliated categories and start digging deeper. Yeah, totally. Uh, like you don't have to sign up. You don't have to, um, you know, state all these faith claims to be involved or to make a difference. I really like what you're saying, that um, if there's a commonality of values, then there can be a connection. There can be a relational add there instead of um, you must believe this before you belong or before you participate. Yeah. And we know that belonging comes before, before believing. Um, Marta, lastly, just to, to sort of wrap this all up. I mean, why is this, you know, why is, why do you think this is an important season for people to listen to? I mean, I know it's interesting and it's lovely to talk to young people. I, I never get tired of the stories, but why is it important? Yeah. The focus of the 2020 state of religion and young people report is relational authority. And this season directly coincides with that report but the young people who we interviewed they hadn't read their report <laughs> no they don't know what that is <laughs> they're just speaking authentically from their own lives and were really generous to share their their questions and their views with us but i found it so interesting that they articulated what relational authority is um without us giving them a working definition without them yeah seeing the research and insights from the report, just genuinely speaking about who makes an impact in their life, they were defining how relational authority um, happens because they've been the recipients of it in really positive ways. Yeah. So while we've got all the, the, the statistics and the qualitative interview evidence in the report, it's some, there's something about it like watching it come to live come to life, come to life <laughs> um, in the life of a young person um, in, in these podcast episodes that is really like if you I sort of, you know, if you're listening to these in conjunction with reading the report, which is available as a, a free download, thanks to a generous donation, then um, there is like you really get this whole picture of what relational authority is, how you can do it, and then what the impact is um, for a young person. 
That's really great. Well, thank you, Marta, for being here. Um, I, and for all the work you did putting this season together. I, I can't wait for everybody to get to, to listen to these episodes and, and hear the feedback and obviously join us on social. Marta, what's the best way for them to engage with us around the podcast or the report or anything else? Yeah, absolutely. We really want to hear what you think and the ways that it uh, speaks to what you're observing in your own context and your own ministries. You can always uh, follow us or tweet at us or tag us on social. We're at We Are Springtide on almost all platforms. Um, but you also can use the hashtag Religion and Young People 2020 if you want to talk directly about this report or this podcast season. And looking forward to that conversation. Absolutely. Thanks, Marta. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you down the line. Thanks so much.